0: Everyone who knows me knows that my dogs are never short on outfits. I buy leashes and collars like some people buy shoes and handbags. And my favorite collar is Iggy's custom-made Paco Collar. Paco Collars are 100% handmade from scratch by an amazing staff of artists, and the quality really is unparalleled. My dogs can't have collars that don't withstand wear and tear. They hike, they swim, they roll on dead stuff. These collars are guaranteed to last a lifetime, and they're designed to be worn by active dogs like mine. Iggy's collar is perfect for her. It's got purple stones, stars, and a beautiful design. There are literally thousands of design options to choose from, but don't worry. The staff at Paco loves helping customers pick out the best collar for their pets. That's exactly what they did when I went to their booth with Iggy. And they make stuff for humans too, so get over to pacocollars.com and buy the best collar you've ever had, and don't forget to enter promo code COGDOG for free shipping. You guys, I'm so excited. For the first time ever, the dog people of the internet are going to be gathering together in person. Worked Up Camp. It's a three-day camp, September 29th through October 1st in Port Orchard, Washington. It's for you, the dog people of the internet, who have participated in in in-person worked up seminars and online worked up classes. We're gonna gather to progress those skills that you learned in the seminars or in the classes. We're gonna do arousal layering games. We're gonna take those to the next level. We're gonna focus on those clean training practices that you have learned are so important. We're going to get you in and out of the ring. So how do you actually apply these worked up skills to a competition like setting? And what do you do in competition when things go wrong and you can't do a cookie scatter? It's going to be all of that and so much more. And the best part is going to be this amazing community of people who I have seen come together online to support each other as you work with your worked up dogs and support and love your worked up dogs. I can't wait and I hope you're excited too. So join the Facebook event page. Just search for Worked Up Camp on Facebook to find the event and then click interested or going and then you'll get all of the updates about it as we continue to produce those updates. And of course, at any time, if you've got questions about anything, shoot me an email, cognitivecanine at gmail.com. So we're going to start out today just talking about GPS collars, um, trackers for our dogs that are hiking out in the wilderness. I've talked about it before, kind of mentioned that I was shopping around and I've gotten a ton of emails asking what decision have I made, have I made a decision, etc. And I promised everyone that I will spill the beans when I do make a purchase. Truth be told, I have not actually entered my credit card on the website yet um (laughs) a couple of reasons for that you know mostly just the fact that I am you know it's a big financial purchase so I want to make sure really sure it's the right one but I'm also kind of exploring which company I should buy it from but anyway I do think I've made a decision I think I'm going to be going with the Garmin Astro um Here's the cool thing about the Astro. Previously, Garmin only made um, collars that came with stimulation or electricity. So basically, if you needed to buy a tracker collar from Garmin, you would also be buying a shock collar from Garmin. Um, And you couldn't actually get it before without shock or stim. You can now. The Astro is without stim. So I'm really excited about that. That pretty much sealed the deal for me because I've heard the best things about the Garmin tracker collars. They don't require cell service. It's a purely GPS system. Um, You get a handheld device that actually maps the terrain for you. People use it for hiking even when they are not um trying to track dogs just so they can actually map the terrain this would have been helpful for me in a couple of different ways um when felix was lost number one i would have been able to find him right away because it has a 10 mile radius and a 24 hour battery so i would have had no problems there you can also submerge it in water which is an absolute requirement because felix is always in the water um but I also potentially wouldn't have been in this mess in the first place because I would have been aware of the cliff because I would have been looking at the screen on my um, handheld that would have told me the cliff was coming. So I'm really excited about that. I They're in my cart. I just haven't entered the credit card yet. So if anybody has any last minute information for me, please shoot it over. But I do think I'm going with the Garmin Astro collars. Um, now... I know that I'm going to get some flack about this, so let's talk. Let's talk it out. I completely understand that a lot of my listeners, um, a lot of my friends, are going to be upset that I'm buying something from Garmin, a company that makes electronic training collars. Bark collars, um, remote shot collars, it's a big part of their business. They they make a lot of them. Like I said, they make tracker collars, like the one that I want to buy, the GPS collar that also has a quote-unquote training function, meaning it has um, an electric shock function. And people are not going to be pleased (laughs) that I'm buying collars from this company. Listen, you guys, first of all, save it. If you want to send me an email about that that's angry, um, trust me, it's just going to go in the trash. And the reason it's going to go in the trash is because I don't have time for it. I don't have time for... um, really negativity about decisions that I have already made um constructive criticism is something that I always have time for whether I want to have time for it or not but just outright negativity is not something that I do so um let me explain myself if you're still here and explain that old Sarah 10 years ago Sarah definitely and um I don't know maybe even five years ago sarah would have the same criticism um would say you know how dare you you know definitely don't buy anything from any companies that make shot collars shot collars are the devil and you're contributing to the evils of the world if you buy you know from these companies when you know pet safe bought Premier, which I'm not sure everybody's aware of, but this happened a long time ago. Um, Premier Pet Products was a leading retailer in positive reinforcement products, and then PetSafe bought them, and PetSafe is a leading retailer in um, electronic training collars. They still provide both electronic training collars and excellent positive reinforcement devices. I was like, no more PetSafe. I can't believe they would do that, and to be honest, I have multiple PetSafe products now. Um... Because they still make some really excellent positive reinforcement-based products. So why would old Sarah get upset about this and new Sarah or current Sarah would get less upset about this? In, in a very short phrase, because I am less judgy than I used to be. Because I have decided that, you know, passing judgment on the tools that other people choose to use is not um a good use of my time and that's a fairly recent development for me um to be very honest i have just decided that the tools do not make the trainer and that i know a lot of great trainers for whom electricity is not necessarily off the table I know a lot of crappy trainers, too, who reach straight for it. But you know what else? I know crappy trainers who reach for the clicker first. So for me, I'm about effectiveness. I'm about are you doing the best you can? And the best you can is to humanely and kindly teach the dogs and the people who are learning from you um, in such a way that works for all of them. Does that mean that for me, electricity is probably off the table? Yes, it does. I cannot actually imagine a scenario in which I would choose to use an electronic training collar on a dog of mine or, um, necessarily a a dog of my clients. But that does not mean that I'm going to stand here and pass judgment on somebody else who necessarily makes that choice, um, after careful deliberation. Again... Please don't send me a bunch of emails. I am not saying that I'm pro shot collar. I'm absolutely not. Um, I really don't don't support their use. But I am buying this, these collars from Garmin. Because I obviously don't have a big enough problem with it, I suppose. To turn away from what I think is the best safety option for my dogs. Which is these GPS tractor, trackers. And there are plenty of people who think that the best safety option for their dogs is to actually wear a shot collar on hikes. Um, And I might disagree with them, but I'm not going to waste my time arguing with them either. So I'm just more interested in me and mine and my business than what others are doing at this time. And so it looks like these GPS collars are going to serve my purpose as well and are going to k- help keep me and my dog safe while we're out doing what's really important to us. And so that's where I'm going to buy them. And you know what? You know what's really great? We've already pushed pushed Garmin to make this collar when they didn't used to make it without STEM. So they didn't used to make it without the quote-unquote training function. Um, and now they do. And that came from a market push that came from people saying, hey, we want this high quality product and we don't want the shot collar. So guess what? They're making it now. So I consider that a huge stride. And I consider that Garmin saying, okay, then we'll make it for you, which I appreciate. Um, and really, there is no ban on any dog training equipment in the United States of America. Um, there may be in specific cities that I'm not aware of, but I think I would have become aware of that. Um, and so that means that the consumerism is going to continue to drive the market. And so for me to put my money, um, towards these callers that do not have the training function is a statement in and of itself that I'm happy to make and proud to make. So, I'll let you guys know how they do. Um, if you have any feedback on the callers that does not involve um, the ethics of the purchase, I do welcome that feedback. So, I'm going to go in kind of along those same lines and talk about something that comes up all the time in dog training circles, which is um, that we like to do a whole lot of talk about how we might do things better, or we might do things different than somebody else. and. Um, When I was at the ranch, um, the Cairn Pryor National Training Center, doing doing a week-long training program, one of the TAs mentioned um, when this question kind of came up, one of the dog trainers said at our table discussions, we had lunch together every day and talked about numerous things, and one of the dog trainers just said, you know, how do you get these people on board? You know, how do you... How do you convince people that they don't need, you know, X, Y, Z, aversive tools? Um, I'm paraphrasing what she said. And one of the TAs very smartly said, you shut up and show off. And what she meant was you quit trying to lecture them down from it. And you train your own dogs and your client's dogs so well that they can't ignore you. That they can't ignore that something you are doing is working. I can think of so many cases right now um, in the world where actions matter so much more than a Facebook post or even a comment made to another person at a dog show. And this is just one of those scenarios. When you see um, somebody doing something and you don't agree with the way that they're doing it, the best action you can take You know, obviously, barring any abuse that's happening right in front of you, if something really despicable is happening, of course, step in. But what I mean is other professionals who do things differently from you and it irritates you that um, they're keeping the field in the dark ages or, you know, whatever it is, just shut up and show off. Like that really smart TA said, just train your dogs and your clients' dogs to your very best ability, continue to improve your skills, and they won't be able to ignore you. And that is how we push positive reinforcement forward. It's not, in my opinion, banning equipment, um, banning methodologies. For me, the way that we push ourselves forward is education and shutting up and showing off. Show up with a trained dog, with a beautifully trained dog. Have you know piles of casework that prove that what you're doing is working that is how we will push this field forward okay and to round out today you guys i'm just going to answer a question that came in about decompression walks because here we are talking about gps trackers and why are we talking about them because i find it so vital to walk our dogs off leash out in nature Um, and what do I call them? I call them decompression walks. And we've got, uh, this one kind of persistent question that keeps popping up, which is what kind of decompression walks are appropriate for puppies? And the answer is that until your dog is done growing, they need to be allowed, um, free movement types of exercises. So actually on leash walks, particularly on unnatural surfaces like concrete are the damaging types of walks. Off-leash, out in nature, they really should be allowed to do as much as they would like to do. Um, if they get tired, it's time to stop, and they should be allowed to move at the pace that they choose um, and be able to move their body really freely. The problem is kind of forcing them to walk in a line on a leash on concrete for you know x number of minutes or miles or whatever. That's where your problems start to arise. So decompress to your heart's content with puppies and some of my favorite ways to do that would be you know go out in the field uh, with the puppy and maybe the older dog or um maybe a, maybe another puppy close to its age I try to avoid those kind of rambunctious adolescent dogs for puppies to play with and just kind of sit down and let them explore the field So as opposed to going on a walk, stay in one spot and let them go and see how far they go and maybe follow them a little bit. Um, But just observe their behavior, get to know them, let them get to know the earth and the world, Um, as opposed to going from A to B. Just kind of scout out a spot, sit down um, and watch your puppy just mill through the grass and be a puppy. I really like to do it like that. And I like... Older appropriate dogs, so dogs that are not getting rambunctious on these walks, they're mostly also just sniffing around um, to show these puppies what to do. If you show up with your bursting at the seams two-year-old who's going to sprint into the field as fast as possible, that's what your puppy will think is appropriate. And first of all, that's going to be a lasting behavior for them. But second of all, that's not great for them to do that kind of explosive movement. I do find it interesting that this is the question that shows up. Are decompression walks safe for puppies when my newsfeed is full of puppies doing agility? Um, I am not going to make any specific comments on what puppies should be allowed to do, but before they're done growing, it's pretty safe to say they shouldn't be doing agility. And, Instead, they should be out milling around, rolling in dirt and sniffing through grass and romping through fields and running up and down trails. That's what's safe for them. Um, running, you know, doing coursework is not. Um, of course, that's based in my opinion. It's also based in the fact that my partner's a rehab vet, so I see a lot of the uh, detrimental side effects that happen to dogs when these things are done. Um, But for me, on a behavioral perspective as well, I don't like to see puppies running agility. I like to see puppies learning how to um, be civilized in the agility world, and I like to see puppies learning how to value their reinforcers and value their handler and go out on decompression walks. That's what I like to see. But um, obviously, (laughs) that's my opinion and not everybody's. So thanks for listening, you guys. Um, Again, if anything today bothered you about my podcast, you're of course always welcome to shoot emails over. But remember that criticism is different from negativity. And um, I do read everything that gets sent over. So do try to be kind. Thanks for listening to CogDog Radio. If you have questions or suggestions, shoot them over to CogDogRadio at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like the CogDog Radio Facebook page. And until next time, happy training.